Hello, once again, welcome to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Yes. And he might as well be the new regular, because Em's gone and missing out of action, the man himself, Kyle Budzanowski. How you doing? <laughs> That's our new intro, by the way, so prepare that shoulder accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of shows, Mike's going to slap you across the face. Yes. It'll be great. <laughs> Michael through breath through the table. Right exactly. Through. Guys, we have so much to go over. Episode 27 of the of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. We've got NBA Finals action. We got NXT TakeOver 25 to talk about. We're talking MLB attendance and why it's in the pooper. We've got the Stanley Cup Finals and the, that back and forth matchup. And we're talking a little Calvin Johnson Lions football. All that coming up on this show. Plus, we're crowning the first ever 24-7 I'm Always Right champion. And... Possible title changes as well, so stay tuned. But I want to talk about, let's just jump right into it, the NBA Finals. That's the big news coming out of it. As of this recording, right, Raptors are up one nothing. Um, you know, the momentum is totally in their favor right now. They have home court. You know, everything is kind of working their way. I thought the Warriors at times look a little bit jumbled. Um, they didn't look, you know, some of the shots weren't falling that were falling in the, in the previous series. Um are, are the Raptors the new favorites now after that performance in Game 1? Right, Like I said, as of this recording, right, they're only up one nothing. Yeah. But, uh, Michael, I'll start with you. Are, 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 the, are the Raptors, we all kind of said the Warriors maybe in five, maybe six, right? Oh. Now with that with that performance, oh, you said the Raptors, I'm yes, sorry. I think I you was, said the Raptors. You, you were the outlier, excuse yes. me. But um, most people, Vegas including everybody else, have, have the Warriors winning at least yeah. in five, if not six. So, with that being said, does that change anything for you? I know you're already on that bandwagon, but does that does that change anything if you were on the other way? Um, yes and no to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I predicted the series to be a best of three at the right. end of the day. Yep. Um, I do think it will turn out to be a two-two series mm-hmm. going into five, six, and seven, mm-hmm. which Toronto really only needs their home games to win yes. the series. Correct. Which hurts the Warriors because now they're down in numbers, mm-hmm. and now. They're down in the series for the first time in five years, right? Which is amazing to hear. <laughs> yeah, right. So when I mean, you think about it, right? Uh, yeah, they haven't been I, down since they lost in the finals. Which yeah, is and crazy. they weren't even down. Yeah, right. It was exactly. Game seven. Yeah. Um. So I think it's a tough spot for the Warriors to be in. You have so many injuries. This reminds me of, um, not exactly to a certain extent, but the Dallas Mavericks beating the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Excluding the injuries, yeah. where you have just like like comparatively to Dirk, you really just have Kawhi playing lights out basketball, mm-hmm. and you have this other team that's in a different little a little different of a circumstance. Yeah, Warriors are just way more injured mm-hmm. than the Miami Heat were, right. but the Miami Heat weren't playing well together, mm-hmm. and they still had to build some stuff up to get that run in the next three years. They yep. had this Warriors team's at the end of their run, yeah. but they're I mean, they're, I mean they're still effective. They're still maybe, effective, right. but. Do you Come think? On, I mean, do you this. think that? And Kyle, I'm ask you this question: Do you think Durant possibly coming back in, later in this series is going to be the difference maker? Because Demarcus Cousins did not look like he belonged out there half the time. Honestly, <laughs> the pick does. and roll looked he looked weak, and you know, and you saw that by Steve Kerr with getting Looney out there. He looked terrible there. Yeah. Um, the the Raptors had a great defensive game plan where they're like, you're not shooting the three. If you're going to shoot three, you better shoot a half court because you're not yeah. shooting three. You can shoot twos, but you're not shooting threes, right? And so. With that being said, do you think Kevin Durant and them going back to their old, I guess, old way of playing now that, you know, it's like mm. they're new as they're old and back to their old again, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's a little more isoball at times, it's not as free-flowing to where they have another shot maker out on the court, do you think it's going to help them in this series? Like, do they need Kevin Durant badly here, or do you think they should kind of 
you know, they don't need to rush him back necessarily to win this series. I mean, if you, well, saying that he most likely will be gone after the season, he yeah. sold his house in uh, California, bought one in New York. So I mean, if, yeah. whatever. But yeah, where I feel he's like, going? I feel Brooklyn? like just for momentum purposes. <laughs> Sorry, for momentum purposes. <laughs> I bet they, yeah, if right. like if he can get back and put up like a seventy point game, regardless of what happens. Wait, after. Wait, hold on, hold on. He's gonna come back. Not not like forty, because forty at least would be like I get that. Yeah. No, 70. 70. Okay, he's gonna put up one of the greatest scoring yes. performances in the history of basketball. Often injured. Yes. Often, yes. <laughs> often injured. Kid. Because uh, you need like that. Because I feel like. If you want to, if he comes back and then you're going to a, a, like a seven game series, yeah, I don't, I don't really think they could win in Toronto. But I feel like if he comes back, puts up a big game, right. you have that momentum. You're going to be playing at mm-hmm. home a couple of games. You have that momentum. I, I mm-hmm. feel like that's the only way you could p- propel yourself. Well, I'm gonna ask you this then: Did you, if if Golden State wins Game Two, right? Does that change? Does that change your response at all? Right? Like if they win Game Two, they win it by say ten, right? Mm-hmm. They beat Toronto. In Toronto, they're going back to Golden State now. Do you think that Toronto still has the best chance to win this series, or do you think it's now it, that that pendulum has swung back to Golden State because Golden State's now proven, yeah, we can win mm-hmm. on the road if necessary. Does that does that make any difference for either one of you guys? Like, does that change anything? Like after after today, is, is the game today right yeah, as of this recording? Right? Night, yeah. yeah, Sunday night. So after today, if it's a series tied one one. I mean, I, I don't think I think that kind of changes everyone's perception of how this series might go. Um, I don't because well, to my theory, right? Yeah, I think three game series. I think right. it's gonna be a three game series. So right. I think if they win here, I think the Raptors are good enough because they're a great road team. Right. As to steal, beat, right? I mean, you beat the Bucks on the on the mm-hmm. road in Milwaukee in Game Five, which is a pivotal game in that series right. against the best team in the NBA. I think they're able to at least win one mm-hmm. at, on the road, right? Which to get would back to Toronto, which would make it have to. Go you back got to two Toronto. chances basically to win that exactly, the, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Kyle. Same question to you. Does that does does Golden State possibly winning Game Two? change how how you look at this series and are you kind of on the similar track as Mike where it doesn't really matter because it's going to come down to games you know three four five really like that chunk that middle game area there where the it's going to swing one or the other I believe the absolute opposite of Michael I feel like game two is going to be massive to to who's going to win the series because Mm -hmm. you have Toronto going up 2-1 if they can win at home then 2-0 my bad but any team 2-0 in the finals wins 87 percent of the time but if you have Golden, if Golden State manages to win the game in Toronto, yeah. then you're going, you're going back home, one of the best arenas to play at home, mm-hmm. and you have two games there. Right. And I feel like so if you could get if you could steal a game in Toronto, mm-hmm. that propels your chances extremely high. And if you lose, right, right. then, then you're buying your the chances ball. are right almost a minute. It's just interesting to see, right? Because this died, we've never, like you said, right? We've never seen it to where Golden State's been behind. Mm-hmm. They've never not had home court advantage. So these are a lot of like. Never have seen it happen before in this case. You know what I mean? In the finals, you know what I mean? Like so they've never they've never had to overcome this kind of of, you know, adversity with the amount of injuries that they're having. You know, Iguodala got hurt at the end of that game in game one. Um, you know, Clay looked terrible in game one. You know, so there's a lot of things there that you there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot more variables in play for the Golden State than there is for Toronto. Yeah, here's my fan theory on we were talking about the other day yeah. um, NBA being rigged, yeah. and I think this would be a great story arc for the NBA mm-hmm. through fi- a five-year like long story arc because the Warriors their first four years, mm-hmm. the the series that they had the hardest trouble in, someone got hurt in that series, right. which propelled them to have an easier chance at winning. Right. You can go back to like Kawhi getting hurt yes. in the Spurs when they were up like thirty-two points, right. or Kyrie and Kevin Love being out, or mm-hmm. Chris Paul pulling his hamstring. 
every single year you're like this team could beat the Warriors and then they get hurt now it's the Warriors yeah. who are getting hurt right. and you got a full Raptors team right. coming in hot to get you yeah. and now it's like can you well, overcome and here's, that you know, here's what's crazy too about I that game too that was kind of phenomenal is Kyle Lowry was awful in yeah. that game but Kyle I mean, Van Fleet was I know amazing. right exactly so you're like <laughs> It was weird, though, because you're expecting, you know, Lauer to come in and be a, a solid contributor like he has been for years, and he was just terrible. I think he was out of the game in the fourth quarter like, four points. I was yeah. like, wow. Can we yeah. also just, contribute? just for right now, yes. I don't want to hear for the next week yeah. another one of these Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James comparisons right now. No, it's Until a little bit. No. Because you play game one of the finals. I get you were at home and everything, mm-hmm. but... He puts up twenty three, like seven and eight. Mm-hmm. LeBron James last year in game one put fifty two nine and nine, yeah. and still couldn't win. Right. So and you well, went I by think, eleven. Right. Well, I think two three. Yeah. Like you can't. I there's think, not comparisons. I right think now, the I only like thing that. I do think this though, if if they win this series and oh, they beat them, I, I mean, geez, I, I'm not I'm not gonna say Kawhi's then is then better than LeBron. I'm never gonna say that, yeah. right? But that that's that you can't do that. But yeah. what I will say though is that. That's hella impressive, and Absolutely. that that could that, I mean that would take you know precedent over a lot of LeBron's yeah. final runs. Yeah, even that, put, that puts Kawhi on a level by himself. Oh, pretty much, for the most yeah, part. honestly, it's like LeBron, right. Kawhi, Kawhi, something. Yeah, it's pretty like much. Maybe KD. Yeah, in this like, era, uh, uh, in yeah, this era, for sure, know. no doubt. Yeah, okay. So let's we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, as the series progresses, right by the end of, by next week, we'll have more we'll have more conversation about that. It's just interesting to see the, di- the 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 dichotomy and the way that we're looking at this and we're seeing how for the first time in a long time, Golden State looks severely wounded and they don't look like the the animal. You know, they're not the predator in this situation, right? It's it's extremely interesting. <laughs> Raptors and six. Raptors and six. Jeez. Hot takes over here. Hot takes here from you. Just really can't. You just really want them to explode so much. You yes. really want them to explode. I know. Kevin Durant's in a very bad situation now too, but we can get to that at a later time. He's a jerk hole. He's gonna be gone. He's a total. But no, jerk he's hole. in a tough situation no matter where he goes. But later time. Spoiler alert: He ain't gonna win nothing anywhere else. But anyway, um, all right. Let's talk. <laughs> gonna get me all fired up and everything else like that. He irks me a bit. Kevin Katie Durant to the did. Lakers. <laughs> win there. That'd be a winning team. That's, I think that. I don't know. They would honestly. You got two so. guys. You got two guys who've. It, it, if you, you just know. added KD onto that roster, I yeah. think they, I think they can win. Yeah, maybe. Like if you just plot them yeah, on there. Just plot them on. Like there. keep the whole team. Just plot KD on there. I guess. I, I think they could win. LeBron would still need to be the catalyst though, or else. Yeah, he would. Because be. I mean, it, it, Kevin Durant would. But have KD to be the, is. But Kevin Durant would have. I don't know if they could though, because here's the thing: they both play such isolation basketball now. To where it's like they're like okay, I'm gonna cover KD and I'm gonna cover LeBron and then I'm gonna make everybody else make shots. Yeah. No one else on that team can make shots. I mean, you got Kuzma. Like, <laughs> can you really cover them both? That's yeah. also true, though. You're, you're playing Toronto. You, you have Kawhi. He can only guard one person. Yeah. You Pack will seek him. No, I, I'm just I'm just saying. Pack will seek him. All right, let's move on. Pascal Clearly, the show is falling off the rails extremely quickly. All right, let's talk. Let's talk we some. Re- yeah, yeah, right? Let's talk. Let's talk some wrestling here. Let's talk NXT Takeover Twenty Five. Um, a, a tremendous show, right? I think we can all agree. You know, once again, they do what they do best, right? It's becoming to the point now where it's if it's if it's not a good show, it's more of the abnormal. But I mean, looking at it, going down the card, uh, Mike, I'm going to ask you any any necessarily surprises. We, we were talking before the show. I thought the show. Set up to be a pretty not pretty predictable card. I thought we kind of nailed a lot of those predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
as far as anything that you saw or any any anything the way that went down, anything that kind of really shocked you for the most mm-hmm. part? I got one. It's not a major one, but besides that, I, I didn't really have anything super um, major. I don't think so. I thought the tag team ladder match went pretty much to scale. Yep. Um, yep. Riddle winning was pretty. Yeah, I think everything. I thought that down. match. I thought that match was a lot better than people thought it was going to be. There. Oh yeah. Honestly, I really. I thought they told a great story, <laughs> I and I thought they made Roderick look really good in it's, a loss. It's kind of funny to say it was probably like the second match, best match of the night. Yeah. Under I, the world title match. Yes, I agree that with that. Yeah, I think it was honestly. <laughs> yeah, I do because, I, like I said, it, it's very rare you see a match like that where there's nothing really at stake, where yeah. both guys come out looking pretty good. Like yeah. Riddle still getting the win. Yeah. Right. If Riddle would have lost last night, which would have been a shocker, I'd be like, oh, he's going to the main roster. Yeah. Like, how do you else? Do you do that at that point? But you know, then yeah. you'd have flipped. Well, because I thought there's a chance that Roddy could win, and then that would set up the feud right. with him and Cole. It, exactly. But I don't know if they're going to do that anymore. Yeah. Because it looked like Bobby was hurt. Yeah, I know. I saw like yeah, his was arm was in a sling or something. So and I was like, great. So I was like, that's awesome. Right. So now they can't break. Anywho, yeah, obviously, I'm really happy that Adam Cole is NXT champion. Yes. About damn time. It's only been about two years too late, but it's cool. Um, I'd say about. Seven uh, you shut your dirty face. How about that? You know it's about seven yeah, No, how dare you? you I, okay, he could have walked in day one, beat McIntyre, and I'd have been cool. You would have been cool. I know. Exactly. I think, I think it would have made sense. I think, damn I it. Think, I think the night after he my lost the North American title, I yeah. think is when he should have won it. Yeah. Like somewhere. Yeah, that, that after that arc. Yeah, yeah right. I'm, so I'm cool I'll give you about eight months. Whatever, jerk. Anyway, I want to compare this, though, a little bit um, to the Double or Nothing show. And the reason why we want to go into this that's a little bit different than the Money in the Bank is a couple reasons. Number one, um, everybody can agree that takeovers generally are better than the main roster pay-per-views, right? Yes. We can all agree on that. Along with that, I would say that Double or Nothing... Put a heavy emphasis on wrestling. What do these NXT takeovers do? They put a heavy emphasis on the actual in-ring action, telling the story within the ring. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you this once again. Compare to me. Well, I mean, what? I mean, was there similarities? What was the differences? What did you like better? Did NXT do something that was a little bit different or better than what AEW did? Because this is WWE's like. See, we can still wrestle. Like we can still yeah. put on that show. Mm-hmm. If we needed to, why they don't do that more often, I don't know. But yeah. point being, you know what I mean. We still have the ta- yeah, right. We still have the talent. We have the ability to put on a great wrestling show. Um, I would say it's actually so impossible to compare the two, only because the match quantity right is For so sure. impossible. Sure. To let's just go. Let's just compare. go top three then. Just give me your like the top three matches on the AEW show. Oh, you know what I mean. You know, Dustin, Young Bucks, and the Kenny, the, yeah, Kenny Jericho. Like because um, like those matches to me, you could plop those on an NXT show and the, they would fit right in. Right, you could plop like I think you could plop Cole and Gargano onto an AEW card. And that's semi main. Yeah, event. if you if you take the like the best three takeover right. ones mm-hmm. and you put the best three double or nothing ones, yeah. you can put them together and it's all looks yeah. the exact same for the Exa- most part. Right, it's, exactly. It's very similar style. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of it's just all good action mm-hmm. and some of the best in the world doing it. So right. um, in that sense, yeah. yes, they're they were very closely the same. Mm-hmm. Just the only having five matches really benefits. Yes. Uh, NXT Absolutely. and their one hour shows and everything yes. really benefit the whole product as a whole mm-hmm. then like Double or Nothing who had like nine matches and three yeah. of them we were like throwaways yeah yep. like even the G1 Supercard just had yes. like too many matches where yes. if you cut off the top four matches the bottom five were amazing just yeah. that early part of it so yeah, like, you're, you're exhausted too that's the thing where NXT kind of found a little bit of a niche where you're like I don't feel exhausted at the end of an NXT show where I'm like that was a lot yeah. you know what I mean like I did feel like at the end of the AEW shows like 
Like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm glad that it was great, but I'm done now. You know what I mean? Is NXT the only thing redeeming WWE right now and their performances every couple months, basically? Yeah. <laughs> because I don't think the NXT show is all that great. I think it's I think it's okay, right? Yeah. You have maybe a good match every other episode on, on TV, right? Yeah. Because you, you're trying to build stars, and I yeah. get it. But and with only the one-hour show, whereas... You know, WWE, you're just constantly being fed the same stuff over and over and yeah. over again. But these takeovers, I think, are the one thing where it's like WWE, like hardcore WWE fans that can stand by and go, yes, this is my product. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's so weird because I think if, say, like Money in the Bank only had five matches, mm-hmm. it would be an amazing card. Yes, absolutely. Like, if, if your matches were only Rollins, AJ, the two Money in the Bank ladder matches, mm-hmm. Kofi, Owens, right. and then whatever the main event was or whatever. Usos versus somebody. Usos versus, like, <laughs> Any, Revival yeah, exactly. or whatever. Any Those team. five matches, yes. I could. that's that's an A-plus card to me. Yes. But then when you just add in all the... Like, if NXT was forced to have nine matches on a card... Oh, that would be a rough go. It would be a, rough, be a go. rough go. No, none of them would be as good. Right. So yeah. it's You're almost... Right. Absolutely. It's, it's so hard to compare, like... Mm-hmm. Just like the quality, the one-hour shows to a three-hour show. Mm-hmm. If NXT weekly shows were three hours, it would you, drag. You would drag because you have drag. everyone on there and stuff. Right. So like, and, uh, but this is you know, and but, all that. And think, all that being said, right. it is the shining light because they found the formula on how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't think WWE. It's in a bad spot, mm-hmm. but it could be in a better spot. They mm-hmm. just put so many matches on. Right. Yeah. It's and really, I, I do think that I think they're falling victim to. Wanting to basically rule the world, right? Like in in, the, in a certain sense, right? They've always been top dog forever, but now that there's just so much programming now, and it's not going to get less anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like the money aspect of it, it really doesn't make any sense for them to go lower. You know, so it's just interesting to see the the difference in how and the approach, right? From this NXT show, it's like okay, we don't want to overexpose things, we want to keep things tight. Where in WWE, it's like. We're not going to overexpose anything, but we're just going to give you the same 17 things over and over and over again, mm-hmm. recycled. You know what I mean? Like, this Super Showdown card is going to be a rough, rough go. Yeah. It's going to be a rough go. I can't wait to cover it, but it's going to be going to be a rough go. All right. I, I just found it interesting. Um, all right. So, which show did you like better, though? Just give me, like, did you did you enjoy the NXT show better, or did you enjoy AEW? Take the three throwaway matches, right? Just, like, give me the marquee versus marquee. Oh. Which I, you I think I liked um, AEW show better mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. Um, every single match, and Kyle can attest to it. Yeah. I think even as a casual fan, every match was intriguing. Yes. And it built your interest in it, even mm-hmm. if you didn't know like didn't know what the hell was going yeah, on. You can like, go, oh, wow, that was you cool. You know the Bucks versus these Lucha guys. Who are they? And how they performed in the match? You're like, wow, that's outstanding. Right. To where um, I feel like NXT was very predictable this time around. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because they did have the TV show, so like it set up stuff and it made it more predictable. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like more anticlimactic. Right. But those three matches on AEW show were mm-hmm. out of this world. Yeah. Probably one of them could be up there for match of the year, probably. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I honestly, I think the Gargano Cole match could be up there for match of the year, too. That could was, that was yeah. a phenomenal, phenomenal. I know you like the two out of three falls better. Yes. But I, going in... Already having a feeling that Cole was going to take the title, right? Yeah. They still managed to kind of get me back in where I'm like, son of a, they're really not going to do this switch right now? And, you know, they bring you back around and everything. Yeah. So, like, I thought that match was fantastic from start to finish. I thought they cut a really good pace. It was up and down, up and down as far as the, the rhythm and everything. I thought it was that was absolutely fantastic. So, mm. big shout out to them. All right, after the break, we are talking... MLB attendance, why it's in the dumps. We're talking some Stanley Cup finals. You're welcome, hockey fans. And we're talking Calvin Johnson and why he wants to get paid again. Question mark. All that and more right after the break. Stick around.
Hey guys, this is the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika from the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Just reminding you that we are live every single Monday at 7 in the morning on your favorite streaming services. All five major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and professional wrestling. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast every Monday, 7 a.m. See you there. All right, welcome back to part two of episode 27 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Let's jump right in. MLB attendance. It's crappy. Right, moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tigers are averaging like 17,000 fans a, a game, right? Now, obviously, certain reasons that is because the product on the field is hot garbage. But with that being said, average attendance around the league is down for the fourth straight year. Now, I kind of want to start with you. I want to ask you, give me what you think is the biggest reason why People are just becoming so disinterested with baseball. I have some takes on my cast takes, but let's get it from you first, and we'll kind of we'll talk it out. Um, it's, if if I if I were really bored on a summer day, and I'm still not watching baseball, and I'm, I'm no no no, no something. <laughs> I say I'm really bored. That would really be the only reason I would go see a baseball game. Wait, would you pay the six dollar entry to get in? I'm, I might have to negotiate it down, but <laughs> <laughs> but like I. I, for just for me, I mean, yeah. I like baseball in general, but like, I there's there's the quality on the field for the Tigers and just around the league, mm-hmm. except for some of the like the Houston Astros, mm-hmm. like it's just not like that entertaining. And, yeah, and maybe it's what it, it's probably just like a like a it's like a, there's a decade where it's hot, a decade where it's not. Like mm-hmm. the NBA is really in right now, and the NFL is really in right now. Right, and I, it's probably just a wave. It'll probably gain up as mm-hmm. the years go on but like right now I mean like it just there's no entertainment we're not talking about like, talking there's about no incentive like, for you right now basically to watch yeah what like you're saying like, right like who do I I don't care like yeah Cassiano's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. he did something we don't yeah. even know well to be continued I guess for yeah. that and, but, there's, and I, there's no like right greats like like the, Mike Trout the, is he Le, like there's there's no he's not the LeBron yeah he's the LeBron he is he's totally LeBron. LeBron. I know he's good but he's not like the, an argument for the greatest of all time his like, war right now is like the greatest of all time. He's like forty three wins above replacement or something like that. It's something stupid. Yeah. But to your point though, I do understand what you're saying though, right? Is but but Mike Trout plays on a really crappy team, mm-hmm. right? Where they're not going to do anything. It's right? like yeah, if you put it into NBA, it's him on the Cavs. Yeah. The Cavs the first time before they did anything, right? Yeah. Like the first like three years where it's like we got a lot to be excited about, but we're still terrible. But we have LeBron James, you know what I mean? That's how they but are. That's yeah. how the Angels are. But it's been for like like eight years, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mike, I'm gonna ask the same question for you, right? Why? Why is the disinterest? It's supposed to be America's game. Why do more people outside of the age of 55 and over don't want to watch a baseball here's, game anymore? Here's the interesting point I think on this. Um, every um, sports media outlet mm-hmm. talks about. Two sports, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, football, basketball, sometimes golf if it's relevant. If it's Tiger. If yeah. it's Tiger, for the mm-hmm. most part. So basically, <laughs> if you go to first take, they're talking basketball, they're talking football. Yeah. If you go to Fox Sports, every segment is yeah. LeBron James, Tom Brady, right. football, basketball, right. Who's whatever. Who's the greatest? Who's, Who's not the greatest? Yeah, right. That's all their segments. You know what they never talk about? Hockey and baseball. And you know what's down? Hockey and baseball. Right. I think that has a big thing because you said, well, people 50 and older love baseball. Right. Yes, because they didn't grow up with all these news outlets and stuff. Mm-hmm. They just watch the game to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Kids our age, or I guess people around our yeah. age or whatever, yeah. not even kids, but like 
we all watch First Take and we all watch Stephen A. Smith and all these guys talk about, oh my God, LeBron James is so amazing. You got to go watch this game. Yeah. Oh my God, Brady's going to do it again. You got to right, watch exactly, this. Right. And through all of that, I think it's the media that's really like not putting up. Yeah, angling that. Yeah, for not the, angling right, for sure. baseball. Yeah. I think if they start talking, man, Mike Trout's doing something special. You got to mm-hmm. go watch that. I feel like people would start tuning into baseball more. Right. But you don't really know what's going on because every time you go to Sports Center, the yeah. top ten highlights in the summertime are non-baseball. Right, exactly. And it's supposed to be prime yeah, baseball. Season. It's all. Like, I think that's a great point. I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about, honestly, is that you are so accustomed to, okay, we're going to talk about Steph Curry. We're going to talk about Kevin Durant. We're, we're talking about, they're talking about things on ESPN right now that have yet to happen, and they're just speculating on what could possibly yeah. happen, right? We're talking about NFL practices on a daily basis here. You know, OBJ hasn't been to practice in Cleveland only one time this yeah. entire year. Who the hell cares? Yeah. People in Cleveland already, do, but no one else does. We're but talking, we gotta talk we're already about talking it. about the NBA free agency. Yes, two exactly. Now. Right. We're talking about drafts. We're talking about next year's NFL draft already and way too early mocks and all that crap. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And I think you're absolutely right. I think another thing that I think people, and I think this is how the NBA was right before this kind of resurgence they've had in the past like three, four, five years, where it, it was kind of, it's kind of a time right now, and we talked about this before the show, where it's, as a Tigers fan, I have no incentive to watch this team. I have no incentive because they're terrible. Mm-hmm. They're just not good. We're not winning anything. The development's not there. We're not seeing a whole bunch of young guys play where at least you can be like, well, this is fun to watch. I get to see a whole bunch of dudes that are trying to like make their way. No, I get to see Miguel Cabrera's old ass go out there and hit for 280 and you know hit 27 home runs and pay. And we're going to pay him $60 million. I don't want to watch that. You know what I mean? That's not that's not fun. I know the league has tried to kind of narrow in on something that they can control. Rate of play, right? You got challenges now. You have um, a lot of you know smaller market teams, even like Milwaukee and stuff like that, are coming in or are bigger, better teams now. Even Houston, to a certain extent, they just won a World Series. Um, but I feel like if you're out of one of those markets where your team even has a remote chance. What's the point, honestly, mm-hmm. right? And I think here in Detroit, we were a little bit spoiled here for that five to eight year period where, you know, we had a good baseball team. You know, we were spending money. There was something to be excited about, you know. Mm-hmm. We were signing Prince Fielder. It was a disaster, but we signed him. It was cool. It was a big deal. We're trading for people. We're doing this. We got this guy. We got this guy. You know, we've got Cy Young after Cy Young on the roster. We've got MVP after MVP. We got nothing here in Detroit for that. We got nothing. We got memories. And heartbreak, but we don't got you know we don't got no hope anymore. We ain't got no championships. So I think there's a lot of different variables that I think the MLB is trying to figure out. But I don't think there, I don't think it's one yeah. specific thing. You know what I mean? I think it's a if it's a collaboration of okay, I get no media coverage, right? Mm-hmm. I get you know like it's we talked about this with the Lions, right? Where you know we don't get a lot of media coverage nationally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you know, here in Detroit, everyone's talking about the Lions all the time. You see that interception in practice by Teeth Tabor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've had I those, did. I've had those conversations with people. Who are like, see the photos, like pictures online of their practice in shorts. Like, who cares? People care. It's weird. Yeah. I don't get it. But um, is baseball in jeopardy if they can't figure out a way to turn it around? It's such a slower paced game too. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so used to everything just happening all the time. You know, yeah. so. Are they in jeopardy, like in severe jeopardy of like having to make major changes, doing something drastic? I don't know what that would be necessarily, but to do something to where it's like we got to get to the mainstream, we got to start giving them steroids again, we got to start, you know, like we got to start hitting eighty-five home runs a year, you know, on certain teams. We got to balance the league out somehow where you can't, you know, the, you got to make a hard salary cap because I would 
be crazy if all, you know what I mean? Yankees I mean, that, that wouldn't help anything. Yeah, I know, right, exactly. You, you know? just split all the good players on, and you'd have one good player in each team, right. and this league's not a single-player sport right. anyway. Um, realistically, baseball comes down to there's two teams that are really good, and they all have, like, nine guys who are really good at hitting, and they have a deep bullpen, right. and they have all the good players, and then they all they play each other in the World Series. All for one year, too. They all, all trade for all the best players, they make a run, they win, and then they go. And all their players go yeah. away. It's like <laughs> what the Rams did. They yeah. literally got all these good players, like, all right, we're going to do it this year, and then they didn't do it, and they're like, right, I guess we all can't right, well, sign anybody. Yeah, right, all you guys are gone, gone now. Right. So, like, that's, I mean, baseball's in serious jeopardy because no one watches it, Yeah, unfortunately, because baseball's... Interesting. I think people don't. I don't think people appreciate how hard baseball is sometimes either. Yeah. I, you know what I mean. I think you look at it and you go, okay, it's yeah. a pitcher, it's a hitter. All right. Yeah, I've used to have arguments you know? with some of my friends about like the hardest thing to do in sports. Right. Like the single hardest thing to do in sports is hit a baseball. Right. Yeah. It's Try to hit a ninety-five single, mile an hour fastball. Yeah, that is the single hardest thing to do right. in any sport is mm-hmm. just hit a baseball. Right. For and, sure. And uh, no one really appreciates because. They just make it look so easy. Just oh, they hit a home run. Oh, they hit yeah, exactly. Run. Wow, think, that was good. I yeah. think hitting home runs is making it worse with all these home runs <laughs> yeah. because you're just like, oh, it's so easy for them right. now to hit a home runs. When right. realistically, it's not. Right. Yeah. And, 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 it's I, just and like I think ruminating. you know, and I think that you don't have these classic rivalries anymore. You know, there's no hardcore Boston versus New York thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always it's like who cares? It's, there's a lot of problems with, with baseball right now. I don't know how they're going to get out of it. You know, maybe playoffs will be better i have no idea it's whatever um all right i want to talk about another sport that doesn't get talked about nearly enough hell even on this show i'll admit it stanley cup finals nhl going on we got the boston bruins st louis blues uh bruins up 2-1 in a dog fight of a series i say that ironically that's so funny down. you wrote that yeah. <laughs> seven to two i know three. right <laughs> i want to ask you mike who are you rooting for right and why is it boston <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's Boston. Yeah. <laughs> um, I go by, they have the best player on the ice mm-hmm. in Crosby, um, and I bet them to win. Yeah. I bet, um, anytime I bet money, I have a lot of money on Raptors, so I have to bet the Raptors. Yeah. And I bet money on Boston, so that's really the biggest re- I really, it's funny, because I really don't want Boston to win. Yeah, right. Because I don't want Boston to own three of the four major championships this year. Right. But at the same time... Um, I don't trust St. Louis to win. Yeah. They're not. They're not that the big market team there. That's mm-hmm. like been there often and stuff. For Boston's sure. there. It seems mm-hmm. like every single year in the conference right. finals or right. the finals or the Stanley Cup playoffs, mm-hmm. or whatever. So um, I take Boston off of experience, and they have the best player on the ice. Right, uh, Kyle. I'm going to ask you, how big of a win would this be? for St. Louis, right? You just lost the Rams a couple years ago, right? You are you haven't won a major championship, you know, since the Cardinals I think 2006. I don't know, they won a recent more recently than that. But in hockey, you haven't been relevant in years, right? So years years like this many. <laughs> <laughs> that many. You got all that? So, with that being said, how big of a win for the city, how big for for hockey too because St. Louis wasn't a team coming in. You're like, that's a good team. It's not a great team, right? And they've made some strides here in this last season or so where you're like, okay, they're going to make a run here. They've, they've kind of overcame the odds. They beat a really good Sharks team. Um, and, and now they're here. They're, they're down. But if they win this, how big is that for another team, a smaller market team, to walk away with the cup? 
I think it's pretty huge saying that when St. Louis left, they probably took the heart. Like, imagine, like, if the Lions left. Right, yeah. The Rams, yeah, yeah the Rams yeah. leaving really kind of hurt the city as yeah, well. Yeah, because sure. it's like a small town. You don't have those big teams there. And imagine, like, if the Red Wings won a championship. Like, mm-hmm. we haven't won anything. Nobody's won anything here in so long mm-hmm. that... Since the Wings. Literally, since the Wings. Literally like a decade. I know, and so if they actually won something, you overcome the odds, you beat all these teams in the playoffs, you you take down the Bruins with Crosby, and you win the you win the Cup, mm-hmm. that'd be huge for the whole city. You really put the city back on the map, even though St. Louis is gone. Mm-hmm. And but just, are they going to win, though? Right, well, yeah, like, exactly. Probably not, but right. saying they do... <laughs> It would be fantastic for the city. Right, exactly. Well, no, and that's the thing, though. You, and you're looking at it and you go, wow, like, what do they have, right? You know, and it's it's one of those things to where I, you look at that St. Louis team and you go, that's just, it's a hodgepodge, you know, it's a it's a team where you look at it and you go, you can't name one specific guy off that roster, right? Yeah. So it's like, they're just, they're just a good team. That's just yeah. what they do, you know what I mean? They're just a good, they're just a good hockey team that are trying to do something that I don't think a lot of people saw coming this year. So it's very interesting for me. Mike, I want the same question. For St. Louis to win this championship, right, take the cup out of Boston, you lose that money, I'm sorry, but how big is that for them? Because I think that once again... I think sometimes major sports like this benefit from a lower market team winning winning their championship, right? Like if Vegas would have won the title or the cup last year, how crazy would that have been for the NHL? Just, uh, just the sheer luck and like the, wow, like anything can truly happen. My team in any year can theoretically win the championship. You know what I mean? Like basketball, there's no hope. Right, like the Pistons ain't winning, ain't winning jack squat for the next ten years. We know that, right? You know, it's just not, it's just not going to be a thing. You know yeah. what I mean? But in in these kind of sports, and in baseball to a certain extent, team can get hot. The Royals can get hot for one year, yeah. put it together, and win a championship. So, how big is it for a smaller market every team like that? Basketball, can pretty get much, hot. honestly. <laughs> so, like that though, it, how important is it every once in a while for a team to be able to go and just make that run? And I think it shakes everything up. Um, I actually don't think it's that important. Um, I'm I'm bigger on bigger dynasties. I like dynasties mm-hmm. over um, the one like and the one and dones. Yeah. Like big Patriots guy. Right. When the Eagles win it, I go. Okay. It didn't really impact anything really. Right. Uh, the I mean the situation with Foles and everything is yeah. interesting. But like just like the Eagles randomly winning one one mm-hmm. week, one year is just weird, and mm-hmm. they don't set anything up because the next year they like miss the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Like I, I'm big into dynasties. That's why. For as much as I hate the word, it's like a love-hate because I'm like, you have to look at it and go, they have five years of total success and domination. I love seeing that in sports. Right. So I'm not a big fan in the whole, like, if St. Louis wins, good for them, I guess. Um, good for the city, like we've mm-hmm. said. But I'm not a big contributor to, like, the one-and-dones. And, right. Uh, and the, oh, we barely snuck by this one and got this in Game 7. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Good go, like, go yeah. us. Like, right. I'm like, it's good for so you. So you weren't but... a fan of the Cavs beating the Warriors then? No. No. Well, I was, <laughs> but I do like, I I, I do like the dynasty of the Warriors. <laughs> I just want to see your reaction because you're such a LeBron guy, so I just thought it'd be that's, funny. That's literally, I'm going to say, the only exception. <laughs> yeah, but man. then, like, force it. You know, Kevin Durant went there, and then you had three years that you knew they were going to win the title. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, it's fine. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting to me because I think it's fun to see, like, everyone's where it's like, oh, look at this. There's this random blip of a team. Well, you know actually, I, mean? I wouldn't say the Cavs was, like, a random blip because you had... 
LeBron as like a he's been to the final six times in a row at that point. That right, and then you had Kyrie there, but Cleveland had, winning, but Cleveland winning right. was that's, wild. That's but the like thing. the situation they had was different. It's yeah. not it's not like the blue like you can even name a guy on the Blues right exactly, and they're gonna go win it. Yeah. you can name five people on the Cavs right exactly. So I guess it's, it's, true. it's right. like a different scenario. It's interesting to say but. the least. All right, last topic of the day. We're talking Calvin Johnson, the Detroit Lions. Um, basically, you know, Rod Wood at the beginning of the offseason basically said that it's a priority for Detroit and for the organization to bring Calvin back into the fold, right? As we know, when Calvin retired, there was a little bit of like, hey, so that signing bonus, you're not playing for us anymore. Can we have a little bit of that back because you're not playing for us anymore? Which it's every team's right to do. Is it the most cool thing to do? Probably not. Um, But nonetheless... That's what our team did. So because of that, right, there's a little bit of bad blood. He hasn't been in any stuff. He's been at other people's training camps. He was at the Raiders, I think, last year, um, you know, helping out the wide receivers and stuff. And Rod Wood has made it a point several times now in this offseason to basically say we'd love to have Kelvin back. We are. It's going to be a top priority for us to bring Kelvin back into the fold, to welcome him back to the team. Mike, you've already, you're already grimacing on your face like that. But um, – and Calvin Johnson has responded to those reports and basically said, you want me back, you want me back as part of this organization, part of the family, quote-unquote, pay me back my money that I paid you, basically, which was at least over a million dollars is what it's been for. There's not an actual number out there, but, you know, nothing too substantial for an NFL organization, you know, and Calvin's made over $100 million in his career, so really not a huge dent either way. But the, the principle, I think, involved. So, Mike, I want to ask you... How important is it to have Kelvin back, and should they really be squabbling over a million dollars? Um, Plus or minus? Yeah, to me <laughs> personally, I don't. Yeah. I mean, would it be awesome to have one of the better receivers in league history yeah. to come help help you out and train right. camps, OTAs, or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. And just have you at the game, right? Like when Barry games. makes an appearance yeah. at a game, at a coin toss, or whatever, at at these fan events. Yeah, you know? it's always nice to have. At the same time, I don't think it's like. It's like you don't really need it yeah. at the same time. So to me personally, I go cool. either you pay. Him, yeah, it's like it's like if he's not willing to come, right. and you're just like, hey, you're basically paying him to come. Like, please come. We're gonna give you a million dollars. Just please come. Right. I don't think we really need to be begging for him to come back. Yeah. Um. But if like he's just like you know, I'll just come back like ten years online. He's mm-hmm. like you know, I'm cool to come back now. Like mm-hmm. we're okay now. Then yeah, absolutely come right. back. Do you but do you think the lion should have asked for that money back? Because it's such a sl- let's just say it's one point five two million dollars. What what at the end of the day for the years of service, you know the amount of plays that I mean he made. I get it. He's retiring. You know you have every right to financially yeah. to do that, but a lot of teams don't do that. Like no, a lot he, of teams. Like when that, Romo retired, they didn't ask for yeah, money from a, Romo. Yeah, he's back. in a certain um, predicament where yeah. he was so good that yeah. like you don't. I, I, I personally wouldn't have. Right. I would just be like, that's 1.52. I think you could probably have dealt with it and just kind of gave it to him. I would have gave it to him because he saved you saved your money. Because by retiring, you didn't have a $20 million cap yet yeah. for a wide receiver. It was 32 you Yeah, know what I so, mean? I mean, I I would just gave it to him and be like, hey, yeah. have fun. Do what you got to do with right. it or whatever. Um, I wouldn't have asked for it back probably mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. But, I mean, I see why they did. Mm-hmm. And to me personally, I don't think this is a big deal that they're making out to be. Right, right, because that's the thing, right? It's because when you hear Megatron, you hear Calvin Johnson, right? Everybody's ears perk up, right? You know what I mean? So, Kyle, let's get the same question. Do you you think the Lions were right in asking for that money back? Or are you on the side of Calvin where it's like, 
you know, why, why, why even do that, right? Like I gave you all this time, I gave you my body, I did everything I could, you know, except for hold on the ball in crucial moments, but it's fine. And, <laughs> and, and he did everything he could. He's one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. Was it necessary to ask for the money back? Um, no, it really wasn't. Like, <laughs> Kyle's like, I wear vineyard vines all the time, so like, I know yeah. the value of money, and not cool, bro. I know the value of spending lots of money on unnecessary things, if you know what I mean. Right. But, like, your, your football organization making millions and millions of dollars a year isn't mm-hmm. really that big of a deal for a guy who saved you, I mean, not playoff wins, but good games. Right, for sure. Yeah. And he's obviously one of the greatest players um, for the playing for the Lions, one of the greatest wide receivers like ever. ever. <laughs> yeah. Top, yeah, four. Yeah, and... Ever, yeah. For the team. Yeah, and, but, um, but you, you, I, obviously you said they, could, they they have the right to, but, yeah. but, like, you really don't need to do that for everything he did, and after you did that, you saw what it caused, the turmoil, and now you now you, you want right. it back. Well, that's the thing, right? You're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit, because now you're like, yeah, we want you back so bad, you know, we want you back part of the fold, you know, Barry's back, Herman's doing stuff, everybody else is doing things, come on back, and he's like, yeah, well, you also didn't ask for their signing bonus back, you know what I mean, or a, a fraction of that signing bonus, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't retire a day before training camp like Barry did either. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different circumstances here, but they were able to mend those fences with Barry. I think they're just going to wind up paying him back, honestly. I think they're just going to be like, hey, let's just say we came to an amicable agreement to get you back in the fold, you know what I mean, without trying to lose safe face. But I agree with you guys, too. I don't think it really helped their cause any, because it was such a small, if it was like $15 million, all right, then maybe there's some negotiation that needs to happen, but... At this point, it was such a small amount of money in terms of the NFL and how much money they're making at all times. And the amount of grief that you've gotten now are basically the two biggest names to ever play for you, right? Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, at the end of their career, both had a problem with you as an organization at the end of their career. You know what I mean? For one reason or another. That's not a good look for you as you know as a franchise so i do hope that they just they settle it they pay him they get what they need to do i wish that you know it wouldn't have been so transparent i wish cal i wish they would have kind of done this more low-key mm-hmm. because now when he does come back because i'm sure he will at one point it's gonna be like oh so you paid him right like to your point they you paid him to come back that's pretty yeah that's pretty awful that sucks but all right that's gonna be it for episode 27 for the man for the merc zone wait you're the man now i am the man. he's the man <laughs> well, you know what he isn't, and you what? know what you're not. What? The champion. Oh, oh, excuse me, excuse me, because I'm gonna be the first. I'm always right champion here. All right, all right. Be cool, be cool, bro. We're all friends here. Be cool. Watch your back. Watch your back. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Watch your back. As I was saying before, I was really interrupted. For the man, for I guess the champ, and now the mouth of Michigan. We will see you guys as always. Next time.